This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's time for the Clang Valley's biggest conversation. Talk back Thursday on the evening edition, only on BFM 89.9. Good evening, Sherrod and Uma with you. It is indeed Talk Back Thursday on the evening edition. Let me give you that number. It's 018-789-8899. That's the number you text us on. You can call us, of course, on 0377109000. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, um, last week, we're going to talk about something very close to our hearts. We've covered a bit I, of the you know, top five. Before that, Uma, before yeah. you get into this, I just want uh, to address the elephant in the room, which is that someone's tweeted and said they can't distinguish between our voices and, there's, and it, it sounds to them like there's a, one person talking to himself. It, 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 I, and I'm, so I'm, I'm going to try very, di- uh, you know, my hardest to sound different from you. For the rest, for the next two oh hours. God, I was just going to say to that person, I say, not all Indian people sound the same. Except you just sounded Indian for about a split second. I know, I had to put on the accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, last week on uh, Top 5 at 5, we kind of covered this report uh, by the recruitment firm uh, Robert Walters uh, and where they indicated that there will be an increase in salaries next year across many sectors, such as finance and IT, as well as engineering and, you know, uh, legal and compliance sectors. And, uh, and, you know, they said that the business environment in Malaysia is expected to thrive in 2018, right? And that salary increases can go up to 20 to 25% higher for people who switch jobs within that sector. Right? Oh, so the, oh, the, the condition is you switch jobs. Oh, yes, exactly. So you're not right? going to get a big I don't think your boss is going to come around and go, here's a 25% increment. <laughs> oh, okay. um, and so, I mean, an increase like that is better than no increase. And, 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 you know, having more money is always a good thing. But I often wonder whether it's enough to help us cope with the cost of living in Malaysia, especially here in the Klang Valley. And I think more needs to be done to kind of reduce the cost of living so that we may f- truly benefit from things like this. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, it's not simply about the cost of living, right? It's about also your expectations of yourself in the future. Uh, if you're, you know, um, over-leveraged, uh, that's that issue. If you have children to take care of in the next generation or even your parents to look after who might not have uh, saved money for their retirement. So so for the working professional mid-career, uh, there are a lot of considerations, aren't there? So the government also is trying to make attempts to bridge that gap between income and cost of living. I mean, they, uh, in the recently tabled budget for 2018, we see a, a reduce in income tax rates of 2% for people within certain income brackets. Uh, there aren't going to be any changes to the GST. Uh, and the government is also proposing a GST exemption for things like reading materials and management and maintenance of homes with strata titles. And the question is, all of this, is it going to be enough, right? And so, which is why we're asking you today uh, whether money can solve your problems. What needs to be done is an increase in salary enough. And that's what, you, that's what we want you to call us and talk to us. You know, do you just need more money? Yeah, that's one. Can, you can also uh, join us on our Twitter poll. Of course. Uh, and we have a Twitter poll that already close to 100 people have participated in it. I, I say, you know, <laughs> stretching the numbers a bit. So 84 people have said uh, they, um, well, 61% have said yes, that money will, um, you know, an increase in their salary will help them solve their problems. 39 say no. I'm guessing the 39 are much more philosophical. Yeah, well, that's what we want to know. We want to we call, we want you to call and tell us if money is indeed the be all and end all. That number again is 0377109000. You can WhatsApp us on 018789 or tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, Sharad, you know, I know that 
old adage of you know money can't buy you happiness and all of that stuff. Or the one the, 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 the Beatles put out, money can't buy you love. Love. I'm convinced that that was just written by rich people because I think when you don't <laughs> have money, um, you're constantly worrying about it. Yeah, that's true. I think, it, but there's a threshold, right? Because there's a difference between you know, your boss increasing your salary by 25% uh, and somebody dumping a billion uh, ringgit in your lap, right? Because, and because there's a point at which uh, there might be a diminishing returns on that money too. So, you know, you, you could certainly have too little, but you might have too much. And then the question is, where's the sweet spot? And is it also about your attitude towards money and attitude towards things in life? And how much do you really need? What is your knee-jerk response to whether or not money can solve all your problems? Because well, mine's yes. Yeah, well, I, I put no. Because, oh, look at you. Yeah, because I mean, I do believe that money is very important. I'm not saying you can live without money. I'm just saying that uh, the idea that it can solve all problems, because we cast our uh, question pr- uh, rather broadly, right? Can it solve all our problems? And uh, I, I think that's not true because there are a lot of problems money can't solve. So love is one. Lo- there are a lot of lonely people out there in the world. And yes, you can probably buy that your favorite dating app you know, <laughs> with money, but, but most, uh, most dating apps are free. All right, a short question from BFM's Night School, getting all philosophical. Uh, money, money, uh, whether money can buy you happiness uh, and solve all of your problems, call us on 0377109000. We've got Sharon on the line. Uh, Sharon, thank you very much for uh, your call. Uh, what do you say, Sharon? Can it, is money what you need? Well, first of all, how are you guys? Uh, very well, well thank, thank you. Thank you very much. So I can, uh, I can uh, basically answer your voice. Don't worry you? about it. Oh, thank you. That's, that's good, Shine. Uh, so, wh- what is it for you? Money? Can it solve your problems, some of your problems? Well, first of all, Salaman Mawidu Rasul to BFM and BFM listener. Thank you very much. And the thing is that I have I've been taught that if you have problem, throw money at your problem. Sorry, say that again? So, you were, he was taught that to solve your problems, throw money at your problem. Ah. But do you yeah. agree with that now? Because I'm I'm a trader, business pasar malam. So you know when when the economy is down, people don't have money. So eventually, there's less money circulating in the market. So everybody has little chance to get hold of the money. That's my view of the problem right now. And I believe if you increase somebody uh, salary, because I'm living I'm, um niaga uh, pasar malam at. Uh, Okay. So I'm very close to the uh, military person there, all of the all of them are mostly military person. So I can feel their pinch. You know, never end of this month, you know, people are not buying. Even when 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 Najib throw away beam also, people are not buying. So the thing is that people don't have money and they told me that we don't have enough money, Sharin. I hope the government will increase our salary. You know, I keep Listening to, to that from time to time, and you imagine that in Melaka. I cannot imagine you people in in Kangvelli. And I believe with increased salary will help a little bit if the government know how to tackle the consumer market means the the inflation, the cost of living. You no, know, that's that's how I see. It. You know, money helps. Money well, does solve problems. 
Thank you very much, Shane. Thank you for your call. I think Shane's very correct on on some key points. And you hear economists and experts talking about this, right? Basically, uh, you know, we've had also incentives, not initiatives, that uh, put more disposable income in the hands of people, right? Remember, right? So Uh, basically, to spend it. it. But then you you need to have along with that also consumer confidence, right? So people not only have to have the money, but they must feel that they can spend it now rather than hold Hold on to it because times are uncertain. And, that and is I the, think that's that what Sharon thing. brought up, the mm-hmm. fact that, you know, even with Brim and all of these things, you know, what happens uh, and, and, and uh, uh, when you can't actually spend that money because you think, I need it, I need it for a rainy day. And a lot of people, like we mentioned earlier, don't even have enough savings for their retirement. And it's going to be an actual problem, right? So that's what we're asking you today, whether money can actually solve all of your problems. Is there more that needs to be done and what we can actually do uh, to solve some of our woes? Call us on 0377109000. You can WhatsApp us on 018-789-8899. So we have some tweets that have come in. Anurul Hazira uh, had written in and she said, the heart of every problem is expectations. Sometimes we just need to be more realistic about our expectations, self-expectations, as well as the expectations of others, and she lists parents, spouses, and friends, etc. And I think that's a that's a, a very very important point that Drew brings up, which is expectations, right? So it's not just your resources, but uh, what you your expectations of yourself, or what you think you should spend. Um, there's a lot of pressure, say, of young couples to have a lavish wedding, for instance, mm. and they go into debt. Have a lavish for wedding, them. buy a car, buy a house in that order, yeah. right? And, yeah, and and the lavish wedding can put you in debt and really hobble all the more practical elements but the pressure is there right expectations you need to kind of show off a little you need to show that you've arrived when in fact you're just beginning you're just starting out out in life right But Absolutely. those expectations can be quite crippling. And so I think Neural, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, waving, a, a signaling this idea of expectation thing is very important. Call us and tell us about your relationship with money. Will more of it solve all of your problems? 0377109000. Talk back Thursday. We'll return after these messages. This is the Evening Edition on BFM 89.9. Time for the four T's. Tweet, text, talk. Talkback on BFM 89.9. Sharad and Uma with you. This is the evening edition's Talkback Thursday. 0377109000 is the number to call. We're asking you about your relationship with money, whether money will solve all of your problems. A quick look at our Twitter poll. It's now almost even. Uh, 55% saying a yes that salaries will solve all our problems. 45% saying no. We have over 100 votes now. And I, I'm not even making that up. I want, I want to know um, uh, about the 45% and, and how they feel. Like, What are the other extenuating factors if it isn't just a salary increase? I, I'm, I'm just curious. Uh, well, we, you know, we also have Carl Chin uh, who tweeted in. And he says we need money uh, that's, uh, that keeps its value. So I think he's signaling the, the problems that the ringgit has had, uh, purchasing power, uh, uh, yeah. parity issues that we have you know and so uh, yes you might get more ringgit but if the ringgit is diminishing in price so then your imported goods or your expectations about travel or overseas education then of course uh, it doesn't affect it as much right we've got Michelle on the line Michelle thank you so much for holding uh, tell us money can it solve your problems um, I think it depends on uh, for me personally I think it depends on what stage of life are you at so um, like, I believe in the concept of the Abraham Maslow theory, right? So if you are barely surviving your day-to-day, then money would definitely solve almost 100% of your daily problems. But if you have reached a certain stability and you have some sense of security that 
at least my house is taken care of, I have my basic insurance taken care of, I have gotten my education taken care of, my children are fine, then money wouldn't be the only denominator of like help, helping you solve your problems because your problems come at a, at a more uh, different type of maturity stage, right? It, it wouldn't be able to help you uh, get your next promotion, say for example, get you to your next intellect level. But I believe that for majority of the Malaysians who are tying ends need, maybe money would solve 99% because it gives you an opportunity to outsource help, right? So if you are at the stage of your early 20s to late 20s and you're in a um, building your career at the office and you finish work at 9, 10 o'clock and you have no, and you're really like tying ends need and you let's say have a kid, you are not able to hire help. To, to support you at home, that will be your biggest dilemma in life and you will feel horrible as a mother, horrible as a dad, and there's no way you can solve the problem, you become even more stressed at work. So I think in this kind of circumstance, if you are at that stage of your life, money do solve a lot of your problems. All right. Well, well Michelle, thank you very much for those thoughts. And yeah, it, it, it is it is very dependent on the stage of life that you're in. Um, however, I think you know even if you're not starting off in life, uh, if you are living paycheck to paycheck, even if you're much older and have been working for many many years, um, and you're trapped in that you know income trap, then. Um, that's still going to be a position where you're going to need money. Right? You know, the, you know, Ruma, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, there was a there was a time when we thought that when you're young and you start out in the, your career, that you had to pay your dues. Uh, that your salary wasn't going to be huge, and and that you basically had to focus on the important things, right? Right. Um, and the question of work-life balance wasn't going to be there. And you know, if you took a holiday a year, well, that was good enough. But today, the expectations for young people. Is uh, is there's a huge premium place on them having as much fun, uh, having work-life balance. Uh, in fact, if there's an imbalance, it's got to be on life rather than work. Yes, you know, and all and, that. Right. And, and I can understand where that's coming from. I mean, numerous, I guess, uh, uh, work surveys and studies have shown that yes, unhappy people at work mean less productive people at work, right? And I guess it's shown that you know when you've taken the appropriate amount of leave or holidays and and you have a bit of a life, it means you're going to be much much better at work. Well, that may be, but there's also this uh, old world value of, you know, deferred gratification that basically right. in the, your long, tra- the long trajectory of your career of, say, 40 years, it's really at the start that you make those sacrifices and towards the end that you enjoy the fruits of your labor. But that's also assuming that all things remain equal, and, yes, and, you of course. Know, and and, and, and I was... feel bad for those people who saved hard and then retired and then the world changed. And now they're like, I have to go back to work at 60? That's crazy. Yeah, th- that, that is the unfortunate thing. Uh, those values were predicated on this idea of a, of a fairly stable world, you know, economic order, exactly. currency that things kept their value, Correct. you know, and, and such. But because the, there are a lot of uncertainties in uh, the world today, especially. We've got Jeremy on the line. Jeremy, you say that it depends on lifestyle and what you want to achieve. Tell us more. Hi, Uma. Hi. Yes, I think uh, the question you must answer is, is will money solve your problems? Is, uh, definitely money can make your life better. But when your life gets better, does your problem go away? Because if you're living paycheck to paycheck and then you get a better income, better paycheck and then you upgrade your lifestyle, and then your commitment also goes up with your lifestyle. And then you are still living paycheck to paycheck. So it doesn't really solve your problem. 
So it really depends on the individual. How do they make use of the money? Uh, that the excess money that they get, the increased paycheck, you know. So if they always hopping from like a, a Perodua and then they get a bigger paycheck, they go into a Toyota and then later they get a Mercedes and then they get a Jaguar or whatever. And then at the end of the day, they may end up having to stress about the same thing over and over again, even though their paycheck increases. Jeremy, what would your suggestion be uh, to somebody who's in this kind of cycle, right? Who who has is displaying the kind of dynamics that you just uh, described? What would you say to them about how to deal with the next uh, uh, raise, a salary raise? What would you say to them? I think it's uh, people need to save money rather than uh, go for the instant gratification, because uh, instant gratification you you have to increase. Uh, your savings, um, or find a way to achieve a passive income with that rather than go spending into stuff that makes you more and more into debt. Well, that's right. But what about the question of young people who say, well, I've got my EPF, and the EPF is doing that for me already? Mm, I guess it's really the expectation. So if they expect that EPF to do it for them, and in the end, if it doesn't, then they can't blame anybody but themselves. You're absolutely right, Jeremy. Thank you very much. Diversify, I guess, <laughs> is the message, right? Uh, we've got Shabuddin on the line. Uh, Shabuddin, you say that it will help most of your problems. Tell us more. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to say because I'll just give you a little bit of background. Please. I'm in my 30s. Uh, I'm married with two, two kids, right? So currently, my main concern is basically education for my kids. You know, uh, you, you, do, you have this so-called not-so-trust the government school, so you want the best for them. Right. And, then and that's expensive. Have, uh, yeah, and then uh, you, you have to think about healthcare, you know. I have my father who is quite sickly, and uh, you have to buy your own insurance and things like that. So it's not easy being at this age and with the prices going up and things like that. So if you ask me for a peace of mind, I would I'll really go for being... For having more money, if you ask me. So, uh, in, in, in that case, it's not just a question of salary, is it? I mean, it might have to be a question of dua kerja and tiga kerja, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm already looking into. I, mean, I come back uh, from work at nine o'clock every day, right? So, it's very difficult for me to do two jobs. So, I only really have weekend. So, I'm already looking into that, you know, to, in, to increase my pay, if you ask. You know, this is Sharad speaking. I just want to uh, to ask you. You know, um, is there a role for family and community in dealing with higher costs and you know aging parents and, and and children going to school? Is there any way of this not being just a solution for individuals that that families can pitch in together? Uh, and are they doing that as well? You know, is part of the problem that we have a breakdown in, in the level of community and family that essentially now individuals have to be, uh, carry the burden uh, themselves? Well, uh, I'm not sure whether the society is that mature, you know. Uh, so far, we are we are uh, in everything ourselves. Like, you know, if, if your parent is sick, you know, you don't, you don't really care about your, your friends' parents or things like that. It's just you care about your own parents. So you have to make sure that you have enough funds to, to handle that uh, by yourself, like, if you ask me. We are not that mature. We are not that caring. We have to be very honest with you. 
All right, Abuddin, thank you so much for your call. Uh, we're asking you today whether money can solve all of your problems. The number to call is 0377109000. You can WhatsApp us, as always, on 018-789-8899. Uh, we've got Ahmad on the line. Ahmad, money will solve your problems. Tell me more. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Okay, um, yeah, I mean, uh, m- money is one thing. I mean, it solves many things. So, for example, like even if I ask my kid to puasa for a month, right, and on the day they said, uh, if I do it, how much will I get? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i just like to share you one thing. Money is one thing, but uh, I spent some time in Indonesia. I was there for nearly a year. Right. And, and I saw how money can solve a lot of problems, you know, like if there's traffic jams, there'll be some guy who'll be diverting traffic for a small meager amount of 2,000 rupiah, you know. And and uh, when it rains, somebody will bring you payong, uh, stuff like that for 2,000 rupiah. So, but the point is, in Indonesia, for example, right, you can get things done with money, um, but the amount is the important part. Ah. Try doing the, you see, try doing the same thing here in Malaysia. Call a guy, hey, a traffic jam, like, can you divert the traffic? And you just give him two ringgit. The guy will smack you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Ahmad, I do want to... There's a very interesting point that you made, uh, or not so much a part of the aside that you had at the start when you said you had to incentivize the, you know, the puasa for your children. And I thought that was really interesting because in the 70s, as, uh, growing up as a kid... Um, we we never had this major incentive, I and mean, what we were taught to do was maybe work during the Christmas break and do little errands in order to get some Christmas money. We always that your rewards were always tied to uh, some endeavor, some labor, some hard work that you did yourself. And I wonder the culture has shifted so much that kids now really feel entitled to ask for incentives to bapuasa. Yeah, it's, it, it's nowadays it's very different. They won't even do chores. Unless uh, can get ten ringgit or something like that. <laughs> well, the prices have gone up, man. It's ten ringgit now. I know. I mean, I, during my time, it was what five ringgit. <laughs> and you can't smack your kids, can you? These days. Oh no, no, not now. <laughs> <laughs> Ahmad, thank you so much for your call. Uh, that was Ahmad. Uh, we're asking you today about whether or not money will solve all of your problems and, and, and what, 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 what will if it isn't actually money, right? Um, I think uh, Sharad and I had very differing opinions. I said yes uh, because I was trying to be practical. Um, uh, Sharad, however, was being a little more philosophical and saying that there's more to life than that. Uh, which is and it's important to be philosophical. I think if you don't have a bit of you know um, that philosophical outlook, you can't deal with the uncertainties of life. You can't deal with the curveballs that life sends you. Don't you think, Uma? It's because life does send you curveballs. And if you don't have a great attitude, if you don't have a sense of humor, <laughs> life gets pretty miserable. I'm going to play devil's advocate now. When life sends you those curveballs, if I have billions of dollars, I will buy my way out of it. <laughs> Uh, folks, tell us tell us how you feel about money. What is your relationship uh, with money? Would an increase in salary help you out? Um, and, and whether or not um, money actually plays a big role in your day-to-day lives. Call us on 03 uh, 9000 And you can also join our Twitter poll, uh, Will an Increase in your, Our Salaries Solve Our Problems? What's it that, at now? Uh, it's... Uh, it's kind of even. Fifty-seven percent are with you, Uma. Forty-three uh, percent with me. 
with the no's, you with the yeses, a vote, and let's see who wins. Suddenly, our Twitter poll has become a competition, right? Uh, it's Talk Back Thursday. Don't forget the number to call, 0377109000. You can WhatsApp us on 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, the question we're asking is, will money solve all, solve all of our problems? We've got the news coming your way and then more Talk Back, so don't go anywhere. This is the Evening Edition on BFM 89.9. Hey, you, yes, you, you, you in the car. Yes, 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 you, I'm talking to you. It's time for Talkback. So hands-free car kits at the ready? Yes? Good. Let's talk back on BFM 89.9. Sherrod and Uma with you. It is Talkback Thursday on the evening edition, and it's a fun topic. We're talking to you about money. People love talking about money, whether they have it, whether they don't. And we're asking you, would more money help you solve your problems? The number to call, of course, is 0377109000. And you can WhatsApp us on 018-789-8899. And you can tweet us at BFM Radio. Also, don't forget, when you WhatsApp us, just sign off as well, because obviously we don't have your name doesn't show up on our system all the time, and we'd love to be able to address you by name. Yeah, and we've got a lot of comments now. Uh, we have a WhatsApp uh comment that that reads uh, always remember money is not everything in life but make sure you earn sufficient amounts before you think of uh, other nonsense I think is what uh, the person said but uh, again we didn't have that person's name we also had Palaja Lumbap who says more salary means more hours in the office so no more for me interesting because you get that raise it, it might not come might oh, come not with free, la. not free la. well nothing, nothing is free, is free. <laughs> uh, also Chris Ng says uh, money can't buy you happiness but it can buy you just about everything else um, and Yahya Ben Zakaria Yahya Zakaria said uh, more money more problems he's quoting a song by Notorious Big more money more, more problems. problems we've got Diana on the line Diana thank you for holding uh, you say that uh, uh, you, you want to talk about getting married to a foreigner and expected to have a big wedding tell us more Yes. Um, so, hi. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi. Uh, <laughs> well, um, I'm marrying to a foreigner. And, like, the thing the thing about, like, like marrying someone from outside, people expect this, like, huge-ass wedding with, you know, like, decked out, crazy. Too, but, like, is this person that, from Johor that you're marrying? Is that is that the kind of foreigner you're talking about? <laughs> no, no. Like, but I don't know, like, it's just that, like, you know, people have been asking me, my parents, my mom, and, like, they were like, oh, are you going to, like, make a big wedding and all that? But, like, hey, I mean, the the reality is that I just started working for, like, nine months. And my fiancé just came here to study religious. And, like, the fact that he's not working right now. So it's, it's kind of like, I, I don't know, like, you know, for me, for us, maybe because we're starting, like, you know, we're we're starting out with our lives like every penny helps so diana i'm yeah. curious is there a different expectation from marrying a local I, I don't know like i just feel i don't know i just get this all like difficult questions from a lot of people where it's like you know oh are you gonna invite me or can i invite <laughs> can i bring a friend <laughs> diana i do want to ask you this question has anybody ever said to you uh is this the right time to get married? You're just starting out, as you said, you're nine months into your first job. Your your husband is yeah. to be is is not working. He's still studying. Really, should you be getting married at this point in your life? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I I thought of that too. But like you know, for Malays, you know, it's it's better to kind of like 
you know, get it halal first and whatnot. So, that yeah, is the I mean, best answer we've ever received to that question. I don't know. Like, that's what, like, you know, my mom, even my mom was like, hey, you know, I'm really worried. I don't like you traveling around alone. You know, you should just get married. And, and yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of a whim, but... Yeah, it is. But like for, for us, getting I mean, married on a whim and tra- I, I I guess <laughs> traveling alone is not the problem. It's tra- traveling unchaperoned yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> With your I'm boyfriend. Only, yeah, I'm, I'm the only daughter, so you you know, of like, course, they're, they're very like protective, yeah, like, and that's yeah, why you, they need a that. big wedding. Come on, it's because you're the only daughter. <laughs> they want to celebrate <laughs> the fact. Yeah, exactly. But, but we're like, going a bit off topic, aren't we? We are. We are yeah. actually. So yeah. so no no no. But but Diana, I'm curious. I mean, with yeah, all of that in mind, I mean. So you're saying that, you know, money is a solution to that, right? Because to even meet societal expectations. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. Like, we're not doing that. We're not, you know, doing what people are expecting us to do. Like, I'm just having like a small wedding. Like, and I feel very happy about it. Like, you know, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, you do not have to follow whatever trend that is. Like, you know, big weddings. It doesn't matter if you're marrying a local or whatever. Like, I just feel like, you know, like those, like all that savings that you have or whatnot, like, especially if you're young, like me, like it can be put into like better yeah. things. Like, Hold on know. to it, right? Yeah. Diana, listen, yeah. Uncle Sharad, elope. <laughs> just elope. <laughs> Wait, uh, w- one last question for you, Diana. Um, uh, can I come and can I bring a friend? Uh, sorry. I said, can I come and can I bring a friend? Yes, yes, of course, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your call. Um, Diana's getting married, and we've just given her the worst possible exp- advice. I, I, my advice is uh, perfect. If one, you shouldn't get married right now. And two, if you do have to elope, <laughs> elope. Uh, we've got Krishna on the line. Krishna, thank you for holding. Uh, you say yes and no to the question. Uh, tell us more. What's the yes? What's the no? Hi, guys. Yeah, I would love to agree with Sharad that money is not everything. Um, but I guess that philosophically, right, love, family, friendship is more important. But then again, in this time of ours, um, I'd like to give an example here, Uma. Sure. Where, um, let's say I want to spend time with my wife, right? And obviously, I would want to go for dinner, movies, a mini vacation, perhaps. Right. And all that involves money. And uh, further to that, my wife and I are expecting our first child. And, um, you know, obviously I would want to give the best um, medication or provide the best. And everything is expensive. Therefore, if anybody is to come and offer me a billion dollars, yeah, I would say no. Okay, I think the when we first started, Krishna, when we started this discussion, we talked about expectations, salaries. Nobody's dropping a billion dollars in your lap, right? But so let's just say it's a realistic number. But what if you had to work now, fourteen hour day or sixteen hour day, uh, and you know your boss is saying, "Yeah, I'll give you more money, but you're going to have have more responsibilities." Now, the, you'll have more money, but you won't have time to spend with your wife or, or the kids and such. And so there is a trade off. So you know, it, it, so what happens when there is a trade? off between quality time with the family and that extra salary? Well, I'm willing to take that offer, um, more uh, work time, I believe, for more money. At least even if I'm not very happy, my loved ones will be, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the quality time will be there, minus myself, but at the back of my mind, I can rest in peace. Wow, Krishna, that's very self-sacrificing of you. Thank you so much for the your call. Tears all over the, the studio. It's streamed down our faces. No, but 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 you know that that is a very um, 
uh, old-fashioned approach. Uh, actually, I mean, Krishna is is echoing what a lot of us feel, right? If you're a breadwinner uh, in the family, yeah, the then maybe too, you yeah. have to uh, make that sacrifice so that your children and wife and father and mother, if you have to look after them, are all happy. Yeah, and because you know, many women are also breadwinners, and they've uh, you know throughout history done exactly the same exactly, thing. Exactly, right? They've done. They made the sacrifices for the families uh, to live easy and more comfortably, or get you know get the, the education of the uh, healthcare of course, they needed. Yeah, the, you know, we're talking about all of this because we're living in a time where cost of living is rising people find themselves a little more out of pocket and everyone in the family has to work I swear if they could send their five-year-old to get some money people would because you need every dollar but Uma isn't there an argument being made to sit the family down and say okay look these are the challenges we have and if we cut back on you know our everybody can fly holidays uh, and yeah. then we could you know put it somewhere else and we could have more quality time isn't that a conversation that I, we should I, be having as well i totally agree that is definitely a conversation to be having however i don't know what it's like in in western society but it fi- i find that in asian society people um, especially the older patriarchs don't like talking about money so I don't know whether the younger generation do, but even in my household and families, you know, like your parents wouldn't talk to you about money. They only start talking to me about money much later when I was much older because they were like, no, 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 it's my role to provide for the family. Yeah. So but things why are changing, should I worry right? you? you know? Especially when uh, today, especially in the Kalang Valley, I'm assuming most households are dual income. There's the husband's working, the wife's working, yes. I mean, mother and father working. And, and kids have to also recognize the value of money. They don't because they, they're not earning it, but they can can if parents have that discussion with them about what things cost and if you know remember cast um, I cast my mind back to my childhood when I always had to go halfway on any present I got right. so if I had a I wanted a bicycle I had to earn half the money for the bicycle Correct. or save it from my tuck shop money oh, when tuck you start shop. using lingo <laughs> like tuck shop you know it's from a different generation <laughs> different planet uh, we've got Naber on the line uh, Naber you need to you say that we need to define problems and that money yeah. can solve some of those problems uh, give us give us an idea of what you mean. Uh, okay, so I I really think it's it depends on uh, what what problems there are uh, or a person a specific person is facing, because um, I mean there are certain problems that can be fixed with by money if they're tied to money, um, for example, uh, you know getting a house etc etc, but um, but you have very you know people who with a lot of money but face several other problems in their life, psychological problems, problems with their family members, you know, and uh, on the other hand, you have people with no money whatsoever, but they don't face any problems, uh, you know, they're happy, you know, they're, they're, they're satisfied, even not having money, because they don't put, uh, basically their problems are not tied with, uh, they're not problems related to money. But I think if I'm being practical, um, in this money-driven world, most of the problems one would encounter would be tied to money. And so um, money would solve a lot, if not, I mean, not all, but a lot of problems. That's for sure. You know, let's take the yeah. example that you gave of the house, right? You can buy the different types of houses and homes that you can buy. Right. So if you want to get your foot in the, the real estate uh, you know, game, you can you can start very modestly and say to yourself, I'm going to get in, I'm going to buy something and maybe I'll graduate to uh, a bigger, a bigger better property, something that's more akin to my dream house. But, you know, a lot of people start with saying the first house they buy has to be that dream house. And if you have, you pitch your expectations so high, 
then you really are going to have a real pinch on your budget and it might not be, you know, achievable and then you'll be also very miserable. But if you graduate your sense of those expectations and what, you know, you're entitled to, perhaps you'll be a much happier person. Definitely, definitely. But I think it's, it's all, um, all the, I mean, most of the problems that we encounter today is because this world runs on money, you know, but I hope for, uh, to see a time and place where uh, money is not a factor uh, in your life or a serious factor that would, you know, cause problems due to its lack thereof. You know, I, I, I hope to see a world where, you know, if I'm being optimistic, we don't even need to use, uh, you know, money to, uh, to trade or, you know, or, or, or whatever purposes. But, of course, that's far-fetched. So. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I think robots and AI will be doing correct. all the work and we'll all be sitting at home and watching television. Nabir, thank you very much for your call. Uh, actually, if you speak to uh, our former Morning Run presenter, Julian Ng, I think he will agree with you on the future of uh, a, a future without any physical currency, right, or money of any sort. Uh, we've got uh, some messages coming your way, but just a reminder that number is 0377109000. Uh, you can call us and you can WhatsApp us on 018 and tell us about your relationship with money and whether it will solve all of your problems. This is Talkback Thursday on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. Psst, you there? Open your mouth and talk! It's Talkback Time on BFM 89.9. This is the Evening Edition. It's Talk Back Thursday, 30th of November 2017. Shrad Kutin joins me, uh, sitting in for Caroline O and Ezra Zaid, who are already enjoying their long weekend. They're irreplaceable, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, at least to some listeners who think we sound exactly the same. Actually, it's just Uma playing both parts on today's Talk Back Thursday. That's right. Hello. Yeah, very good. Zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand is the number to call. You can WhatsApp us on zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. We're asking you to share your, um, I guess, experiences and philosophy on money. We're wondering whether more of it will help you solve all of your problems. There's also a Twitter poll. Uh, the question is: Will an increase in our salaries solve all our problems, all our problems, and all? And some of our listeners have, uh, some of you have, in fact, remarked on the. All bit of it says well most uh, not all and I think that's uh, that's enough philosophy for the day. Uh, the vote stands at yes at fifty seven percent and no with forty three percent. It's very close. It's, it is reasonably close, but Uma's still in the lead. Come on, guys, help me out here. Only Sharad thinks this is a competition, by the way. But we've got Chang on the line. Chang, thank you so much for holding. Oh, Chang, I'm afraid you got cut off. Please call us back and we'll put you to the top of the queue. In the meantime, we've got Chong. Uh, Chong, you say, uh, oh, you've got, a, you've got an opinion on what is and what isn't enough. Tell us more. Yeah, hi, guys. How are you doing? Good yeah. evening. Good. Good, Good evening. evening. Okay, my opinion on money is this very simple. Uh, money cannot guarantee happiness. But a lack of money will certainly guarantee unhappiness. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. So, okay. Uh, so, but just to go back to your, just to go back to your original statement, uh, Chong, um, what is, is enough it, and what isn't enough in your opinion? Yeah, because we're not talking about the extremes. We're not talking about absolutely like a, no poverty like a billion. or you know whether you're a trillionaire, billionaire. We're talking about for most middle class Malaysians, what really is enough? Well, I think uh, you, you have to adjust your living to, you know, the sort of earnings that you, you're making. And uh, granted, it's very difficult nowadays because all the things keep rising in prices and so on. So I've, I've actually got 
three tips that I could share with everyone, you know, how to manage, how to manage this. Oh, tell us. Yes, please. Okay. If you are interested in uh, things and gadgets like I am, uh, the first tip is always to, especially if it's a heavy investment like a house or a car, go for a model or a house uh, is uh, actually one level or one model lower than you can afford. So that uh, if, if, for example, you can afford the top level model of a car, for example, you should go for the middle level. Why is that? So that, so that you're not stretching yourself in terms of the installment. So if something does go wrong, you still have some breathing space in terms of your, uh, your income and whatever you're able to spend, right? Right. And, and when it comes to gadgets like phones, you know, uh, phone companies uh, are throwing a model at us every year. It's no point upgrading every year. Skip a model or two so that you gain... You can't see Sherrod, but he's just pointing <laughs> at me. I was not, more than pointing, I was wagging an accusatory finger at Uma, who upgrades, uh, I think, like four times a year. I do not. Well, carry on. Well, it's no point because all the new features will, will get better in a couple of years anyway, rather than the <laughs> very next model. So, so don't waste your money. And the third one I can share is that, um, you know, it's your money, take your time, think about it uh, before you click the button to buy. Because I can share with you when I was, uh, you know, having some financial issues, I was so hard up on getting this and this and that. And now when I'm in a better financial position, yeah, why should I want these things? I don't need them. So those are the three tips I can share with, you know, making your money stretch a little, a little longer and putting yourself in a safer situation rather than stretching yourself completely such that when an emergency happens, you just have zero, zero moving space or bump yeah. at all. I think that's very wise advice. Thank you so much for your call. Um, we also had a comment from David Lim who said money is... Uh, money gives us more options. That's how he, he defines money. Yes. Money is about options. But I also have to say, uh, you know, while I agree with uh, Chong's statement on, uh, you know, not stretching yourself and all of that stuff, it, it feels like it comes with um, wisdom, right? Age and wisdom. You know, Chong said he went through a time of financial difficulty and then, you know, he learned and now he realizes I don't need these material things. It's hard when you're young. Uh, and you're bombarded you, from left yes. and right with messages that say, you don't, you don't go for second best, you go for the best. And God knows we don't learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah, because, you know, the <laughs> messaging, you know, I and mean, this is what people are telling you always to do. Buy on impulse, Buy right now, uh, you know, don't think about it. The, the and, FOMO, and, fear and, of missing out. Yeah, and buy the best, <sighs> you know. Don't go for second best. And, you know, and uh, so, so that, you know, that whole discussion about, you know, whether you should just buy a modest home or whether you should buy a dream home first off uh, is very important because when we're told, we, you know, we're constantly sold dreams, aren't we? Absolutely. We've got uh, Lily on the line. Lily, uh, money can't buy happiness. Believe it or not, you're the first person to call and say this. Well, Lily, Lily sounds. Are you? Are you th yeah, she she oh. might be so happy, but she's left. <laughs> Call us back, <laughs> Lily. I'm afraid you got cut off there. Uh, in the meantime, here's Asman. Uh, Asman, um, uh, you say money can solve many things, but you need to know where it comes from. Tell us more. Oh, hi. Hi. Uh, yeah. When I was younger, I very much believed that money can solve everything. Money is, is our is basically our purpose of life, or second religion, maybe. Uh, for most. Uh, but then when I start growing older, I realize uh, the more I earn, the more expenses and the more things I have to spend. So it, the, the, the cycle is there. More money means more expectation, more spending, and more things to, to look after. You're growing, 
children, your, even your your cost maybe starts deteriorating. So you have to take care of that. So you have to spend more on insurance and health and everything. So now I realize, actually, it's not the money that solves things. But other things like, for example, when I start seeing now, let's say I'm about to, maybe another, let's say less than another 10 years, I will retire. I have seen my ETF there, for example. So I can see like my passion to, to, to let's say, uh, work, properly and, and make sure my, my, my saving ideas there, that will help me and, and alleviate my, my whatever financial problem or expectation that I right. so already see in my life. Your motivation, your self-motivation, you think that, so money is no longer that motivation for you? Correct. That's right. Money is not the motivation anymore. See, because uh, at the end of our life, or not the end of our life, but end of our day, uh, we want to, let's say, have a nice... Uh, life, a healthy life, which you don't have to go to work every day and retire happily with families. I, I give you another example. Let's say, for, let's say young couples want to throw big wedding. Sure. While just now, she's like, uh, only works for less than a year. Where she definitely needs money to, to throw the, the wedding. But where does money come from? It's not the money from his, her own. Maybe it's from the family. The family bonding maybe can help throwing the, the, the big wedding. So family bonding is the, the other thing. Uh, and also, uh, for example, at, at a higher level, if you go to, let's say, uh, political stage, how, let's say, for how, how the, our leaders, or what particular leader, uh, try to get uh, solve problems and uh, convincing voters right. to continue liking him. He's throwing... Let's say, for example, incentives, whatever incentive you call it, bring, for example. So he's, he's using it... Uh, to solve his problems. To solve his problems. Yes. But that is only short-term problem. So it's not that uh, smart. There's, it's not the money that has solved the problem, but he's being smart. That can solve the problem. But well, that one also is only short-term. No, I agree with you. I, I think I think you're right. There are these band-aid solutions that money often provides. But, you know, I mean, yet again, it goes back to uh, something Chong said. So what, you know, Asman is saying that it feels like age and wisdom, right? That you come to that realization that money isn't a motivating factor. Absolutely. With age comes wisdom. And I've got a lot of age on my side. Uh, also, this <laughs> Mint Shung, uh, who's, uh, who, what's, uh, uh, sorry, yeah, uh, who tweeted us uh, saying, uh, perhaps you guys should reconsider the commercials you put on radio. They project unrealistic expectations, sell dreams. Well, I think I'm going to have to take well, that the Well, you know, we are a capitalist business <laughs> radio station, station after all. I can see me losing, not just not getting a salary increase, I might lose my job. We're Thank asking, you very much, we're, we're asking you today if money will solve all of our problems. You can call us on 03-771-09000. You can WhatsApp us on 018-789-8899. Talk Back Thursday will continue after the news. Don't go anywhere. This is the Evening Edition on BFM 89.9. It's time for the Clang Valley's biggest conversation. Talk back on the evening edition, only on BFM 89.9. 
Sherrod and Uma with you. This is the Evening Edition's Talk Back Thursday. The number to call is 0377109000. You can WhatsApp us on 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. We're asking you today if money will solve all of your problems. And that Twitter poll that we have going, almost 200 votes now in with 57% uh, of you saying that, yes, um, an increase in salaries uh, will help solve your problems, whereas uh, 43% say no, not all your problems, maybe some of your problems. Some people might have problems with love. Yeah, well... Which maybe money can't solve. <laughs> okay, we say, well, Chan Heng Leng, uh, well, he says, great talk back show, great topic, great presenters. I, I'm, I'm reading that out just because it's, you know... He's actually like got nothing to say about money. promotion Yeah, but no, thank you, Chan. I appreciate, keep those comments uh, coming in. It might help us get our, a bit of a salary increase. Also, uh, Colin, uh, someone has uh, uh, also, uh, Colin Ludes has come out and said, question on whether money gives you happiness. My answer is it depends on the person, not the amount of money. So back to how you deal with money. So it's not money itself, it's your relationship to money. Uh, we've got Helen on the line uh, and you know, she's got a comment about relationship with money. She says, if we know how much we need, we'll be happy. Helen, that feels like an impossibility. Helen, are you there? I I don't know what it is about the people who have a much more philosophical turn of mind. They always go silent on us. I know, we've had two philosophers get cut off. I I suspect a conspiracy. I'm I'm sensing a conspiracy from the pragmatists in the room. Wait, wait, wait. Chang is back on the line. Uh, Thank you so much for calling back, Chang. You say, money is the root of all evil. Tell me more. Yes, Chang Chang here. Chang, how are you? Yeah, all right. Tell us more. I will tell you more, actually... How much of money you give anybody that's definitely not enough. You know, it's individually, they have their own initiative to generate money. So the other thing is that the government should encourage the citizen to have their own initiative, how to generate money. For example, like starting a small garden in the house or by the side of the house. Right. So this is all to be done by the government advertisement and uh, maybe the government can uh, set up some agency where they can uh, citizens and go there and get some vegetables seeds and all that and teach them how to plant it around the house when i was in taiwan i see the taiwanese they are very very hard working around their house even next to the drain a small piece of land they plant all vegetables and all that so John, that's, that's very interesting you say it requires government but does it really couldn't this already be done by just, you know, yourself, you know, encouraging people on Facebook, neighbors, getting, a, yeah. you know, showing, you know, uh, showing a good example to your yeah, neighbours about what you could do with the little plot of land by the Long Kang? Yes, but you see, we, if we do it by Facebook, we only have limited viewers. So the government should do it. They should advertise in the TV uh, time for uh, initiative, uh, uh, doing their own uh, initiative to generate more income. All right. Well, thank you very much for your call, Chang. Um, I think Chang is an uh, amateur gardener and vegetable grower, and I highly recommend um, getting into this. I tried. I didn't have the patience for it, but I have a lot of friends who do, and and, and, and they swear yeah. by it. And some governments actually do enable these things by, say, uh, you know, where government a lot uh, has uh, land uh, that that can be become allotments, and these are kind of commons that they as it were owned by the community and the public, and you know, people are encouraged to 
to plant. So, you know, you won't have municipal council people coming and clearing, pulling out your turnips and saying, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to plant here. So they can they can enact laws that encourage people to use, uh, you know, spare land in cities and such. So maybe it is a role for government. But I, I do think, Uma, that so much of this... T- turns back to us, right? And Colin Luz, who I uh, spoke of just now, he says it's really about money management habits. Yes. And that's really a personal thing. I mean, government uh, education, you put it in the curriculum, yeah, that's very good. You know, financial literacy from a young age. But ultimately, it's about personal choices, isn't it? Um, also, so much for your conspiracy theory, Helen is back. Oh. Helen, uh, if we know how much we need, we'll be happy. Tell us more. Yeah, I'll... I'll It's my very personal point of view throughout, I mean, I learned along the way is that if you know the amount of money that you want and knowing the reason why you need that much, you would be happy if not contented with the money that you have. For example, like you need to pay your housing loan, your car loan, and you would like to have an annual year travel to maybe to Asia country. So you are working out towards that allocation of money and eventually the extra money that you have will be something, an added advantage. But knowing why you want the money, why you need that much of money is very important. So, um, Helen, I mean, that also requires a certain amount of financial literacy and planning, which, which I find many Malaysians don't necessarily have. Yeah, uh, perhaps in today's society... I mean, the youngsters do not have that financial planning or even maybe some of us at, you know, at the 40 or 50. But I think it takes a self-reflection about what you need and how much you need with money and why you need that money. Well, Helen, thank you very much. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, Sharon has a no, question. No, not to you, but, you know, uh, Helen, you, you actually echo a lot of the comments that are coming in. Jeremy Chang says, it's not money that's the root of all evil, it's greed. Jimmy Chang saying that, uh, you know, money solves all problems that come from not having money, but because we have a lot of problems that don't come from not having money. Uh, and also, Asman Dawood, who says money can solve problems only if you spend the money. If you're a money hoarder, you can't solve the problem anyway. So, okay, so he's, on, he's going off on a different well, well, speaking of that, we've got Wen Hao, who now tells us that money can't buy happiness. Wen Hao, you are just the first person to bring this up. Uh, we had someone else who echoed your sentiment but got cut off. I swear it didn't Hello. cut them off. <laughs> Tell us more. Hi, I'm Wen Hao. Um, Hi. Ba- basically, I'm an economist and also a town planner. Okay. So when it comes to happiness, I think it comes to the marginal utility, uh, whether how much money can give you when you are poor and how much happiness money can give you when you are rich. So as you move along that graph, uh, the richer you are, money can buy you less happiness. So it depends on where you are at on that graph. Uh, If I'm super poor, definitely money can buy me much happiness. Um, And I think it's also related to age group. People with different age, they perceive money differently and people with um, different risk profile, they perceive money differently. So I think it's important to think in that point from an economist perspective. I'm also a town planner. So I think that the way we design our city, uh, whether money can buy happiness or not from a town planner perspective, uh, definitely I think it's more than money. We need to have trees, we need to have gardens, we need to have uh, waterfronts. Uh, good cultural amenities and 
maybe we need to have uh, a plaza for people to mingle around, right. share ideas. It, it's called the Mama. Uh, that's our uh, piazza uh, plaza. When I want to ask you though, this question on economics is, you know, we um, interviewed Guy Standing, who is one of the a major advocate of, you know, universal basic income. It's a, it's a global conversation today. Do you think something like a universal basic income will just make everybody happier because it will make everybody secure? I think so. Um, when people are financially secure, it actually lowers the society suicide rate. Um, and I think that the basic uh, safety net has to be cared for because not every human uh, has the same competitiveness. Some of them, they have less competitiveness. So we have to care for these group of people. And there are also some group of people, they are... Uh, that are disabled, uh, they don't have, you know, as much ability. Uh, so we need to have that safety net to care for these people. You know, Wenhao, there is a uh, podcast uh, with our interview. Uh, it was on the morning run on the Breakfast Grill. Uh, Guy standing, look for it, a fascinating discussion of the new work order globally. Uh, he's coined a term, the precariat, and uh, he also makes an argument for a universal basic income. He said 10 years ago he wouldn't have been invited to Davos. Today, he's been invited to Davos. Wow. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I wasn't sold on the idea of universal uh, basic income, but, you know, after speaking to, after listening to the guy standing thing, after uh, we did a show on the evening edition as well, um, the arguments are so compelling. Yeah, and it's great for good politics. Uh, Correct. In, insecure people tend to go for fascistic politics. Uh, you know, they, no, they really they tend to get involved in really bad politics where, you know, politicians sell you easy solutions to your problems. Correct. You know, and when you're secure, you're much more likely to be rational and even tempered in your approach to politics. We've got Zul Kifli on the line. Zul Kifli, uh, you are our last caller for the day. More money doesn't equal more happiness. Tell us more. Yeah, uh, hi. Uh, because... Uh, as, as one caller mentioned earlier, uh, money could be a root of root cause of evil. Uh, that's because in human nature, when one person, uh, I believe, uh, chase for more money, I mean, he tend to be more greedy. And when he become more greedy, he he will by hook by crook will try to make ways. Uh, it could be bad ways to get that certain money. Yeah, eventually it will cause uh, if, uh, future problems for that particular person. Yeah, I mean, actually, one of the root cause also is because of greed. Yeah, I mean, just like one early caller who she say what uh, she's going to get married even though she's uh, right. nine months working that one. Yeah, I mean the reason uh, is our culture. I mean Malay, Chinese or Indian, I believe uh, we all too. Old. I think the Malaysian thing that weddings has to be grand, lavish and all that. Even I wanted to get married in a simple five thousand ringgit wedding also uh, couldn't couldn't do because I had to meet my parents' expectations. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if let's say one can manage to control their greed level, I think it would, would be less problem. It's okay to chase for more money, but how, uh, it depends on how how greedy the person is. I mean, for, uh, if you are chasing the money in a good way, it shouldn't be uh, it shouldn't be a problem. Thank you very much. Yeah, so what would you, you chase in, in its place of money? Would you chase um, cultural achievements and, and you know, self-realization type things like... Um, you know, you know, know, here's the thing. It, always, it also feels like... It also feels like you can achieve those things and attain those things and chase after those things when you don't have to worry about money. 
And I think that's where that universal basic income comes in handy because if the basic things are covered, like if you've got a meal and you've got a roof over your head at least or shelter, then maybe... And access to medical And access health, to medical health, care. Health, yeah. You can worry about finding a good job or, or putting your all into work because suddenly you're not working to survive, right? Because your survival is taken care of. Um, and, and then, of course, you know, when robots take over all of our jobs, Sherrod, then we can focus on sitting down and thinking and philosophizing. Or we'll be sent to the outer planets to toil in mines. I don't know. Depends uh, how you look at it. Before we wrap talk back, what's the poll looking like, Sherrod? Uh, we have over 200 votes now. And sorry to say for myself, but Uma, you win. Uh, will an increase in our salaries solve all our problems? Yes, have 58%. No, have 42%. But I know the real answer is somewhere in between. In between, it's, right? It's a sweet spot in between <laughs> the yes and the no. All right, folks, thank you so much for your tweets, your texts, and of course, your phone calls. Uh, we've been asking you whether money will solve all of our problems. Don't let the conversation end here. Keep tweeting us and texting us and taking part in that poll as well. We're wrapping up Talk Back Thursday on the evening edition. This is BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.